I think some of the worst people on this side of heaven are people who are late. Who disagree with that? Oh, you disagree with that? You agree? Anybody who disagree? I think late people. All right, we're streaming. you agree? Late people are some of the worst people on earth, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You cannot trust late people. Late people have no character. Do you agree with me? Yeah. He said yes. <laughs> no character, huh? <laughs> it's amazing how you be late. Good morning. Welcome to the church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. Merry Christmas to everybody and their mama. Feliz Dabida. <laughs> so we have something special um, because it's Christmas, and I think that's the reason. Kelly is here, and Kelly is going to start us out. And good morning to everybody here, too. Good morning to all of you, and Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I want to, Kelly's going to sing, Come All Ye Faithful, right, Kelly? That's right. Thank you for that. Go ahead. Okay. Hit it. <laughs>
Thank you. That was very, very nice. That wasn't that nice? That was like Mamma Mia nice. Hola. Si, senor. Senor. Thank you so much, Kelly. Wow, we're going to do more of that next year. All right. Yeah, thank you. Very, very nice. Amazing. Wasn't that nice, y'all? Yeah. That's a nice way to start Christmas. Uh, so, Merry Christmas again to everybody. There are, oh, next year what I want to do, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, I want to get men to stop being wimpy. And especially when they're talking to other people, when they're interacting. Have you noticed men become like sugar water? You notice that? They're like really weak. It's, it's make me sick. <laughs> and uh, is anyone sitting there? I will be. Oh, okay. And uh, so I want to help show men how to, and I know exactly how to get over it. It's so easy. And I want to show you all how to make finance and manage it. Children of God should not be poor. All right? So we're going to work on those two things, besides other things too. But children of God are not supposed to be poor. All right, so we're going to work on those things next year. Um, so a couple of things I want to bring to your attention, then I'll take some um, questions and comments. Uh, number one, the world has gone crazy. Have you noticed that? The intellectuals are absolutely lunatics. They are, they are driving the rest of the normal folks to hell in a handbasket. I was looking at a couple of things on the news, and I'm not promoting a politician today, but I was looking at the fact that President, the great white hope, the great white hope, <laughs> President, the president is bringing, he's shut down Syria, I believe, and he's bringing the men home. And they have, the rest of the uh, rhinos and everybody going nuts. And this is a good thing. The man said he was going to bring them home when he was campaigning. And they act like, and the media and others act like, this is shocking news. Oh, no. And then Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, he's weak. He is not a mad dog. He is a beta male. He resigned. Mad Dog resigned, knowing that the president is going to bring the people home. Uh, what else happened? And the government shut down. You heard about that? Partially. And they shut down because they would not give the president the money to build a big, beautiful wall around the borders, right? And so he, he told them, if you don't give me the money, I'm shutting it down. Now they are like, oh, my God, he's shutting it down. He's going to lose. This is a big one. They always go nuts. I'm thinking, this is a time for winning for this president. Every time they say he's going to lose, he's winning. And I'm men- mentioning that because each and every one of you, your life should be the same way. You should always be winning and never losing. Really. If you are sons and daughters of God, you're not supposed to be wimpy, whiny, beta males, or beta females. And you're supposed to be, God created everything for his children, for his sons and daughters. It doesn't belong to Satan's children. But you, uh, but the Christians have allowed these people to take over and they're never going to stop until you say no. 
Alright, so just think about that. So the government is shut down because they won't give the wall. And there's a, a military guy that has a GoFundMe page to raise money for the wall. And the last I heard, he had like 12 million, I think. Huh? 15.8. So before I give my two cents about that, let me get three or four people to respond. What do you think about this veteran raising money for the war? I, I was unaware of it. Oh, okay, you were unaware. All right. Beta! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Francisco, what do you think? Hold on for the mic. Uh, that's your daddy, right? And this is his first time here? Yes. Uh, how do you feel about me calling Beta? I'm surprised in five minutes. <laughs> He said he was surprised in five minutes. So what do you think about the GoFundMe place, uh, uh, space for the wall? I think it's a good idea. I, I heard about it. heard a guy talk about it. He said it would be illegal because Congress has to vote for it, and uh, they would have to give all the money back. It could be impossible to give all the money back. What do you think is a good idea? Mm-hmm. Another idea the guy had was war bonds. Instead of war bonds, a wall bond. So you, buy, you buy a, a hundred-year um, wall bond, and it never—we never have to, you know—they never have to pay it back. So it's just like a donation. Amazing. One thing I'd like to ask you all to do to end the year by being on time in everything that you do. Just start being on time. Um, uh, Esteban, ask this young lady right here to read. What do you think about the GoFundMe for the wall? I honestly, I, I agree with him. I didn't know anything about it as of yet, but beta. I, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Why you didn't know about it? I haven't watched the news in a week, so oh, I, know, I don't blame it's just you. Busy and, and totally it's depressing. Understand. Yeah, I don't blame you. What, what do you want to say? What do you think about the GoFundMe for the wall? I think that that's what the people want. If they can raise fifteen point eight million dollars in six. I think that's what the people of the United States want. They so want you think it's a good idea? Yes. Amazing. Let me ask a beta male. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who haven't heard my opinion about it? Oh, good. Uh, the, you, yes, sir. What do you think about the GoFundMe for the wall? You, yeah. Yeah, you. Is this your first time here? <laughs> He's yeah, trying my, to hide. It's my first time, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Eddie. Merry Christmas, Eddie. Merry Christmas to you, too. Yeah, so what do you think about the GoFundMe page for the wall? I think whatever it takes to build the wall, you know, if it's money through us or the government, whatever it takes, as long as the money goes to the right uh, channels and we're able to, uh, the money's not stolen or used for something else. For uh, Amazing. Beta. <laughs> One last right there, yes. Me? Yeah. What do you think about the GoFundMe for the wall? Um. Well, to be honest, this is the first time I'm hearing about it because. Uh, uh, <laughs> but is this your first time here? It is. Yeah. And how did you dad. hear about us? Um, through my dad. Oh, that's your dad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's shown me your videos, and I started watching. Is your father a beta male? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> he was? Yeah. Good, but not anymore. Not anymore. Are you a beta male? I'm not. You're not? No. So why do you all know about the war then? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what do you think about they have this GoFundMe play, uh, page for the wall? I think that's uh, pretty interesting, pretty outgoing. Uh, it's cool that technology these days, people can like raise all that money and uh, bring like the community together. And, you know, if they raise enough money, then anything's possible, I guess. Amazing. I disagree with the GoFundMe wall. And the reason I disagree with it is because we pay taxes, and we pay taxes so they can protect us. And so they should take our tax dollars rather than feeding all these people that they're bringing to the country and the men and women who are making babies out of wedlock and all that crap. Take my tax dollars and protect me by putting a wall around the borders. We should have to pay twice. Taxes are high enough. And if we let the government get away with using our money for whatever they think is good instead of what we tell them to, they're going to come up with something else. They will not stop. The problem with our government is out of control because we, the people, have not taken control and said, here's why I'm hiring you, and if you don't do the job, I'm going to fire you. And that's what the problem is. Anybody disagree with that? We don't need to raise no extra money. We got enough money up there. They give in Mexico and other countries millions of dollars while telling us we got to raise money for the wall. That doesn't even make sense. We got to start having some sense this coming year. We got to fight back. All right. What do you think about that? The wall. Pay extra money for the wall. Extra money for the wall. I'm not too keen for extra money for the wall. But yeah. The wall needs to be built. Yes. 100%. Welcome. This is your first time here, right? This is my first time. Well, this is my second time here. I came to Right, see you came back. Tell the folks your name again and where you're from. My name is Shauna. I came from New Zealand to come see Jesse. Isn't that amazing? Um, to make peace with my mom. I actually was born and raised here. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so how are things going with you and your mother? Things are going great. I actually spent the last couple of days with my uncle, who I grew up with. We're just like 15 months apart. Yes. So we're kind of like brother and sister. Yes. And I went back to the house I grew up in. And it was um, a lot coming up, you know, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yes. A lot happening. Great. But I'm really, really pleased to be here. So thank you very much. Ryan. Yeah, I'm glad to see you again. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Um, and you're back from the military. Yes, I am. Tell me your name again. My name's Dane. Amazing, Dane. Yeah. How's it going? It's going pretty well. And so are you down in uh, Alabama? I mean, Georgia? No, I, I just got back home, yeah. Where, where, where did they settle you at? Home or? Oh, I was at Fort Benning, Georgia. Right, yes. Fort Benning. Yeah. I used to hang out at Fort Benning when I was a kid. Isn't that amazing? It's down, right down by where I grew up. Except it's in Georgia, and I'm right across the road to Alabama. It's cold over there right now. Yeah, I know. How do you <laughs> like it? Um, I, I really enjoyed myself in the time that I was there. Um, I actually got chaptered out for medical reasons. I had like complications with medical profiling, so they actually chaptered me out. So I'm back home for good unless I go back in six months. So you're now. no longer part of it? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were so tough. I, I, I had medical complications and I got hurt. And so then we want our money go. back for taking you out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take weak ones out. <laughs> yeah. I heard enough from it we from my drill sergeant. We going away party. And now he's back. Yeah. <laughs> but he has to pay for it. <laughs> pay for all of us. How long have you been back? Uh, actually, just a few days now. I, so I just, what will you do now? Um, I'm thinking about either uh, just getting a full-time job or interning somewhere. 
that's in the field that I want to work at, like oh, uh, okay. career-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can rejoin again. My chapter is entry oh, code sure. three, so I would, I'm, I'm thinking about it, but... I got hurt pretty bad, so... Like, we did yeah. not expect you to get hurt. Like, yeah, neither so did tough. I. <laughs> neither did I, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was fun, though. It Tell was me fun. what I'm a money back, guys. <laughs> you owe us a refund. <laughs> we took a out. We had fun. We took pictures. You were talking to the girls. <laughs> I did not expect Welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing now? Um, better, a lot better. Uh, I actually was kind of sad though that I got out. So, but I just listened to like your how to get over depression stuff on YouTube, those clips, and then it really helped because yeah. it, it was a big bummer that I was uh, kind of like forced out of the military for medical stuff. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. Are you still depressed? No, 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 no. I was though, honestly, for a little bit, like the first few days that I. And on the plane, especially, but yeah. now that I was here, and I'm, I'm depressed yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you drink? Did you smoke pot while you were depressed? No. no. You drink alcohol? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I did develop a bad habit of smoking cigarettes, though. While, while you were depressed? in the military, yeah. I knew you did something. <laughs> he did not rely on God. You know how everybody rely on God until something happens? Oh, yes, I'm conscious. I do my prayer. I'm tough. And as soon as something goes wrong, they're back to something else. They reach out to the world for something else. But welcome back, man. I'm glad to see you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this year, you can't rely on the experts. They're dummies. They're intellectual dummies. That means the preachers and everybody, you can only rely on God. Really. You can't go wrong relying on God. Everybody else just taking your money. They'll look at, I mean, you should watch the news. They're just all over the place. So-called experts have no idea what's going on. But they are the experts. You know more than the experts. That's why you're yelling at the TV. Because you're like, ah, that's so dumb. So anyway, any questions for me? No questions. Yes, ma'am. Is this your first time? Yes. What's your name? Ruth. I'm sorry? Ruth. Ruth? Yes. Hi, Ruth. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're just going to have fun today, but what's your question? Okay, so I have two questions. Okay. So Where I'm are you from? London. London. <laughs> I like that sound. Oh, well, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm at a Michael Jackson concert. <laughs> Um, so when I came in, I was like, I'm Geez. going to New Zealand next year to do a wedding. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? In April of next year. I know, it's about that. Shh. <laughs> what is he saying? He said, I, he said, oh, sorry, he said I shouldn't have the mic. Oh, yeah. it's okay. Look, it's okay for right now. All right, let mommy have it. Okay, so go ahead. My, so my questions are, um, there's two. So the first one is, I... Sent, I, I actually asked you this in counselling, but and you probably don't remember, but you talked about, you know, when you have children out of wedlock. So I'm guilty of that. You had children out of wedlock? I did. I've, of course, I've, like, fessed up to it, and I've said sorry to God, and I'm just moving forward. Right on. Because um, I want to... And my question to you before was, oh, how do I be a living example? I asked you, like, three times on the live chat, and you always answer and say, 
just let go of your anger, just forgive and everything like this, yeah. which I've done, all of those things. Um, and then you, then you keep saying, and you said it last week as well, you said you've got to seek God, like yeah. seek the kingdom and everything. And every time you say that, I kind of like, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like reading the Bible? Do you mean what do you, I just want you to break it down for me. That's what question. And a little bit more so that I can, because you know, you, you said to all the parents who have had children out of wedlock, you've got to be a living example. So I just want to make sure I get it right yes. while they're still young. And yes. my second question is, I'm second generation African British. And one of the things when you're being raised by African parents is they drag you to church and they have this real big cultural... Sorry. They have this really big cultural issue where the pastors always talk about the enemy, the devil's chasing you and the devil's doing this. So literally yesterday, my mum said to my brother, stop it. Oh, the pastor said the enemy's attacking my children and the devil's after you. And I said to him, ignore it. It's just yeah. a control aspect yeah. because that's just how Africans, Africans, I don't know if, you, if there's any from Africa here, but they have the culture and the church are like intertwined. Yeah. So they use occultic practices, but they mask it as church. So I just want you to help just to say, especially to all my African friends back in the UK who understand what I'm saying about parents using the church and the devil chasing us. and Excellent. How do they we do the overcome? same thing here. The blacks do the same thing. Oh, okay. As soon I as don't, you I, I pop don't out your mama woo, you're in church. <laughs> Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah. The same thing happened here. So I guess that's from Africa. Mommy Africa. Um, so from now on, when you have children, make sure you're married men and don't let your wife take the kids to church. They don't need church until they become grown. And that way they go on their own. But as long as the parents are perfect, meaning no anger, they argue, but it does, it's not a real fight. Uh, they deal with life in the right way. They love what's right. The kids are going to grow up fine. But most of the time when kids go to church, it's because of the mother, not the father. And, and the preacher just screw them up. He adds on to the problem. So they should not be going to church until they're ready to go. When they say, I want to go to church, then you let them go. Other than that, you have to be good parents. Because only thing the preacher is going to do is teach you the Bible and teach you your, mess up your intellect. Fill your head with the word, and now you got the word, but you ain't got no sense. And you walk around quoting the Bible to everybody, and they're running away from you. So you're right. Don't let your kids go to church until they ask you to go to church. And the way that you become perfect for them is to let go of all your anger. Become a living being and God will work through you and his nature that raises your children, not your nature. But it's God who raises children. Men and women cannot show men or boys or girls how to be anything. We have to be a living example. And it's God that works through us. And the kids see that. And they grow from that. They grow to whatever you are, not what you say. So now that you're a single mother, is the father involved in their life? Yes, he, yeah, completely. Like, he'll take them three days of the week. Oh, good. And they, you know, they love him. Like Right on. Yeah. How do you feel about the father? I mean, I, I sat him down, I forgave him. Oh, good. Um, and after, and literally as we did that, as I did, the bricks were coming off my shoulders. And I literally was like, when he left, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Like, I felt free. Because <laughs> yeah. prior to that, I was really angry. Um, but then, so now it's like, I just, yeah, he's just, he's just their dad. That's it. Like, yeah. he does his thing. I do mine. 
And as long as, you know, I said to him, we just got to make sure that they are number one and that we just do the right for them, you know, just do right That's by right. them. If you love God with all your heart, soul and might, and he lives in you, that's what's going to raise your kids. You'll be fine. But just, so I want you to speak up, but don't hate. Okay. But, you know, just the seeking God part, what, oh. what am I supposed to do? Oh, yeah. that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to ask another seeker to tell you before I tell you. I talked to you on the phone one time, You right? did, yeah. Where was that? This was last year, and I remember, because I, I started. I remember now. Yeah, and I said to you, when I was talking to you, I said, oh, my God, everything in my head has gone quiet. And you said, <laughs> yeah, because. It was a very good conversation. <laughs> yeah. I remember telling my office, I just had the best conversation. Oh. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so, who want to tell her how to seek God? Nobody. This young man want to tell you. What's your name? William. This is your first time, William. My first time. How? Welcome. Uh, how did you find out about us? My beautiful cousin, who I haven't seen for like ten years. Amazing. Well, welcome. So you heard her singing, uh, Kelly singing, oh, right? Oh yeah. That was nice, huh? I've been hearing her singing since I was like. Seven years old. Right on. So how does one seek God? Well, if I get, if I, I meditate, so I quiet my mind. And as I get really quiet, like the me that I think I am starts to dissolve into a sense of presence. And that's like God inside of me. What's holding you back in life right now? Uh, money. Money? <laughs> you don't have money? No, my sister has control over my money. So I'm Why does your her. sister have control over it? Because my father gave it to her. Uh, why did he give it to her and not split it between you two? Because it was like a punishment. And why was he punishing you? Because I like called him out on this cheating. Oh, uh, He cheated on you? He cheated on my mom. and he Yeah, he cheated me too. He... How do you know he, he cheated he, on your mother? Um, well, it was, they, came out, they both came out with it. He and his girlfriend, or he and your mother? My mother found an, uh, uh, the, the, the woman that he was having an affair with wrote my mom a letter and told her, I've been, I've been with your husband for 10 years. And your mother showed you the letter? Yeah. Why did she, how old were you? Well, no, I didn't actually see the letter, but she told me about it, and my father told me about it. And so, but you haven't seen the letter? No, I never saw the letter, but this was years ago. Why did you, how old were you? When that happened? Yes. Ooh. Maybe 20 years ago, so I was maybe Why did your mother 30s. tell you about it? Huh? Why did she tell you? Um, she told everyone in the family. But why? Uh, she was devastated. It wasn't your husband. Mm. Right? Mm. So why did she tell you? Um, she was just devastated. She needed someone to talk to. Oh. Mm. And you were there to talk to her? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe no, I say, was like more on her side than anybody because my dad was like, to blame her. Yeah. He why were you on your mother's side? Because I was a mama's boy. Oh. Beta. Beta. <laughs> Mommy's boy. Not a beta male. Mommy's boy. Well, are you still a beta? No. You forgave your mother for doing that to you? Yeah. You told her? Um, no, she committed suicide so before I could, but she felt my support. 
She felt your support. Yeah. How, how do you know? Because I was the only one that would like take her side, and you I should... lived with her like during the year where she was divorcing my father. So, oh, yeah. well, I'm sorry that you went through all that. Oh, it's all right. I, I made peace with all of it. But you still don't have peace. Really? Do you have peace? Um, when I quiet my mind. Do you have peace? Yeah. Are you, are you a beta? No. You're not a beta. Oh. You're an alpha male. Alpha. Are you? Yeah. Amazing. So I'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. All right. I'm glad you're here, though. Thank you for coming. Um, who want to tell her how do you seek God? Cheryl, are you able to tell her? I'll give it a crack. I'll give it a crack. <laughs> you cannot come back to the women's forum. <laughs> wow, I give it a crack. Church. Um, you, how many Christians we have in here? Oh, well, all these people should be able to tell you. Go ahead, Cheryl. Okay, I think <laughs> you really don't know. You really don't know anything. So when you go to seek God, more at first like a, a yearning. And you just have to do the silent prayer and then you ask him just say I want to seek you first if you ask him he will help you to do that and you'll notice that in your decisions or whatever you're doing it will come to mind he will come to mind and you will make the, you know, the right decisions because right now you don't know we don't know we don't know how to do anything so we're so I would say just do the silent prayer and just ask God for help how many people agree with that? How many? Uh, and the rest of you don't agree with Cheryl? <laughs> the rest of you don't agree with her. You raise your hand for both. Do you agree? Or, <laughs> do you agree or disagree? I agree. You agree with Cheryl? Sorry, I'm, yeah. Don't give him the mic then. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> How does so Cheryl is right what she just told this young lady? In in part, I, I think from what I understand and feel here is uh, a lot of us have parts and pieces, but we don't have the whole picture. How many people are you? Many. So that's why you said us. <laughs> yeah, the church. Oh, just speak for yourself. Okay. Well, I think the way you seek God is you give in to him wholeheartedly and you realize that um, you don't own your body anything and you have you give uh, yourself into God as far as having faith that he'll support you and whatever is right will unfold in front of you how many people agree with that wow oh uh, no, I, we have to start all over next year. Uh, yes, sir. I'll come back. I, how do you seek God? I think the lady was right. We don't know how to do anything. Or we're not in control of the thoughts in our minds. So the less we try to handle it on ourselves and uh, we stay quiet and still and let give it all the thoughts to God. And he'll give us back what we need, but we can't we can't hold on to any thoughts and try and uh, decide, decide what to do. You on look, our you've own. been here before, right? Oh yeah, you look different dressed up. Thank you. you I got look, a job. Yeah, you look like you got a job. 
Wow. I didn't even recognize you. Thank you. So you got a job. Amen. That's right. Amazing. Congratulations. Amen. Thank you. So the young lady right behind you, wanna, did you agree with what Cheryl and this young man and that young man said? Both of them, kind of. Um, Take the mic away from her. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Being still. I just want to seek God. Yeah. Being still, basically. I think both of them had, had, had it. It's hard to explain, though, in words. But I think it is. It's hard to explain? In words, yeah. Because words are so insufficient. How many people agree with that? It's hard to explain. Oh, man. Don't go to the old people. Right here to the, I just, just see your hand or your hand? Oh, you want to tell me how you see, see God? All right. This is so much fun. Isn't this fun? This is Christmas. So I, I believe you don't seek God. You just let go of anger. You live in perfection. And he lives within you. Amazing. How many people agree with that? Oh, man. You guys are fired. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, let me do this because of time and I want to get to the other thing. Uh, Derek, did you have your hand? I did. Oh, okay, let's hear from Derek one more. Oh, how did your play go the other night? Uh, it went good. I heard it was fantastic. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. It's okay. I'm going to have you tell us about it in a minute. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw uh, Joel showed me some video of it, and you were playing the drums, and that was so sharp. Yeah, it was very nice out here. Okay, Derek, how does one seek God? I would just say simply be still. Be still? Yes. All right. Uh, you want to tell him? Sure. No. <laughs> Not a Bible thumper. <laughs> yes, sir. Two, two things come to mind. Uh, the song, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God. But then it also tells you in the Bible, the kingdom of God is within you. So there's two ways of looking at it. Amazing. Nobody, everybody confused now. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> so here, long story short. So I used to go to church. I've been going to church all my life. The moment I popped out of my mama's womb, she took me to church. And I've been reading the Bible, hearing about the Bible, and about salvation and peace and all that, right? And so I grew up going to church. And the last church I went to was Crenshaw Christian Center. And they teach the Bible really well there. But it wasn't changing my life at all. And uh, I would go to church to read the Bible and pay my money and did all the things they said. And then I would say, you know what? I'm not going to have sex today because the priest said I don't have sex. If I could get home, I was ready. And I'm like, something wrong with this. And then I had conflict. I had, I was unhappy. I was lost. I had fear. I, I was afraid of women and all kind of stuff. And so finally, I was just fed up. But I asked God to let me. One day I just said, let me see myself. I don't really know myself. You know, how do I get better in life? And then I forgot. I asked. One day I was getting dressed in the mirror. They were getting dressed. And all of a sudden I could see me. And within me, I had a dark spirit. And I was shocked that I had that inside of me because I didn't know it, right? And no one had ever told me, so I didn't look for it. And then I was like, wow. It, it just it happened just like that. I just see it, and it was gone. But then I said, wow, that's awful. And then um, one time I was praying, and God let me see that I resented my mother 
and I was yearning for my father. I resented my mother because she tried to turn me away from my father. And when you turn boys and girls away from their fathers, you turn them away from God. And, and the mothers turn the boys and girls toward her. And now you're subject to your mother rather than to God or your earthly father. And I realized that she tried to turn me away. And uh, and I had this yearning for my father. Even as a kid, I wanted my father. I didn't want a stepfather. I wanted my real father. And so he let me see that I resented her. And I had become just like her. Emotional, doubtful. You know, I had anger. I had fear and all that stuff. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And so I knew that I had to forgive her because God said, when you forgive others, he will forgive you. You go to them and forgive them. And he would don't ask them for forgiveness because people are not going to forgive you. And they don't have to. It's not set up for them to do it. It's set up for you to forgive them. And so I went. My mother came to L.A. to visit. And long story short, I was scared. I was driving over there and I could hardly make it. I was so afraid of facing her. And I thought, why am I afraid of facing my mother? You know, I'm a grown adult man. Right. And I realized that she had anger when she disciplined me. And I resented her for that. And I resent the fact she turned me away from my father. And I become just like her. And so I get there. She's at my aunt's house. They had two steps you had to walk up. I could barely make it up those steps. I had so much fear of facing her. And I went in and they were having fun, laughing and carrying on. And I said, come into the room. I want to talk to you about something. And Satan said, no, don't mess up her vacation. This is the wrong time. But I knew I had to do it. I just absolutely knew it. And I was shaking in my boots. And I called in the room and I said, all my life I resented you because you were mean. You tried to turn me away from my father. And my mother is a Christian woman. If you saw her, she's dead now, but you would have thought, wow, this is a nice lady. No way she would do that. And I said, you tried to turn me away from my father. And all my life I have resented you for that. I become like you. And when I told her that, she started crying. And she apologized. I was stunned. And she said that she didn't realize she had done that to me. And for the first time in my life, she told me about what her mother had done to her, who's my grandmother, and exactly what she did to me was done to her. And my whole life changed. Matter of fact, it already changed somewhat when I realized I needed to forgive. But my whole life changed. I could wake up. I can now see the fear left, the doubt left, and everything just disappeared. Um... And then, uh, so the way to seek God is to know thyself first. As someone said, the kingdom of heaven is within. And the way you find that kingdom is knowing you. Keep your eyes, eyes on yourself. Realize that you're wrong for being angry. If you can forgive, go and forgive. And uh, James talking to her. And so get to know yourself first. And when you know yourself by forgiving your mother and father, return to your father, forgive, God will forgive you, and he'll wake you up to him. You'll start to realize God. That makes sense? Yes. I know the baby makes a lot of noise. I'm so sorry. No, no problem. Does it help, um, though? It does help. But yeah, you know, when know you thyself. See, that's the part, because yesterday, <clears throat> so here, my cousin, I, which I really wanted him to come in, but he, he said, no, it's, it's fine. He was also saying you've got to know yourself you're living in reality you keep watching all these reality shows it's not real life and you need to know yourself and i said oh my god jesse said the same thing yeah and um and i said to him what does that mean like when you say that in practical terms 
what does that mean on a day to day? So I'm always I'm, I'm struggling with the whole okay, Instagram. I'm always and, watching the thoughts <laughs> that Satan give me yes. and what I feel. And I can see the battle going on between right, right and wrong. Yeah. So you got to learn to, as I'm doing, is to doubt every thought. Yeah. Because you think, you feel, and then you act. That part I understand. Yeah. That part I So do. keep an eye on that. Okay. And that's what it means to know yourself. Okay. Because you realize that you are not your thoughts. You're not these feelings. That they all come from Satan. Because when you know that, then God is available. Okay. You can see God. Okay. I understand. That's... That's perfect. Yeah. I'll be so quick because I know you've got to crack no, on. No, no problem. Take your time. The second part is, you know when you, I think you said in, this is still based on this question, when a couple of like months or weeks ago you talked about don't have goals and don't think right. about the future because you don't know. Well, then how do we, you know, like when you want, you kind of want something, you have an end goal, like you, you know, so I have a, like an end goal in terms of my career, you know, my career, right. like where I want to end, yes. like what title I want to, so do I just say to myself then I have to ignore that title and just kind of just carry on as, you know, because 100%. you still have to, but do, do I need to make the goal? In- oh, right. Okay. You do not know what you want in life. Satan is lying to you. Okay. The world has told you this is what you need. You okay. need to get an education. You need to find the right man. You need to get the right home. You yeah. need to live in the right place. You need to make a million dollars. Uh, go to college. They all have lied to you. Okay. No, someone said it already, but you don't know what you want. I think Cheryl said it. You do not know what you want and you don't know what you need. Okay. So let all your goals go and seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. Know thyself. Keep your eyes on yourself. Okay. And you're going to see the world around you. Okay. It's going to be amazing. Okay. And then uh, everything will be added unto you. Okay. And it'll be perfect. Okay. But you do not know what you want. You've been lied no. to by the world. Yeah. Your parents and the world. Okay. Thank you so that much. That makes sense? Yeah. That's and perfect. so whatever you're doing now as far as work or whatever, have a good attitude about it. Uh, yeah, I do. And be grateful that you have a I, job. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. And then be on time because most people are late. I'm always on Don't time. Don't have an attitude <laughs> because most like, black so. people got an attitude. Yeah. And, uh, and be grateful. It's going to be amazing. And do the prayer, like she said, do the prayer so you can keep your eyes on yourself and God and all will be well. Okay. But you don't know what you want. Okay. And so don't, don't be deceived by Satan. Anyone who says you, that they know what they want are lying. Okay. And that yearning that you have is not a yearning for material things or, or people or places. It's a yearning for the Father. Mm-hmm. You need to reconnect with your earthly father, and through him you can go back to God. What if you can't reconnect with your earthly father? I'm sorry? What if you can't reconnect? Uh, forgive him anyway. Yeah, okay. Just realize, first of all, if he didn't tell you what happened, don't believe anything that your mother or anyone else said about him. Mm. Because people say things that are not true. Mm. And women tend not to tell the truth about themselves, but they know about everybody else. Mm. Ain't it right, guys? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ain't it right, ladies? <laughs> and so whatever you heard about your father, don't believe it. Mm. And okay. just let it pass. And wait, is your father dead or living? He's alive, but um, we just don't, we, we have no connection. Even his family, they don't have a connection. We just don't know where he is. Oh, okay. And, um, and it's because I reconnected with my father's side and everyone's like, oh my God, we've missed you guys. You know, we haven't. And they told, you know, they've kind of given me like a whole, you know, like a family tree so I could see where we fit in. And so it's nice. So I felt like, okay, that's my sense of identity right. back. So even my name, how it's spelled is incorrect and you know it's just it's it's fine 
but um so I was always had this issue about that it's like well I can't just re- you know go to him and say oh you know I can't do any of those things so the one thing I can guarantee you is whatever's happening in his life he loves you he just doesn't know how to deal with your mother he doesn't know how to deal with his family he never had real love growing up so he's out there trying to find his way or suffering so don't believe anything you heard about him don't have any opinion of him wait until you see for yourself in the meantime God will take care of you and your kids that makes sense? Yeah. So get to know yourself by watching what's happening on the inside. And it's going to be amazing. You're going to see the world around you. God will reveal the world, people, places, and things to you. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. Amen. So just watch. Whenever you get those thoughts and the mm-hmm. feelings, just let them pass. And if they're there for a while, relax in the pain. Have no opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Just watch yourself, what's going on. It's all changing. God is changing everything. All right. Okay. Thank you. And don't feed the intellect. The intellect, it has its place, but it's not for God. You want God's intellect, mm-hmm. not the world intellect. Yeah. That makes sense? It does. It, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah. Good question. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. It's nice to meet you in person. I know. I, honestly, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yes, it is. Um, so I'm going to buy the slot maker t-shirt. Oh, slot! <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay to be white t-shirt or something? My brother said I have to buy him that it's okay to be white t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So I have to get that before I leave. I'm going to introduce you to the staff and everybody so you know who they are too, all right? Okay. Before you leave. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Right here. That was a good question. Know thyself. Relax. And life will unfold by itself. It really will. You know, when someone tells you to look here and look there and read this and read that, they're lying to you. You look within. As Shirley said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's inside of you. And everything you're looking for, everything you're looking for is there. Your job is there. Your talent is there. Your man or your woman is there. Everything you're looking for is there. The love is there. The peace is there. All fear, doubt, and worry and stuff disappears. And you can have a life. Um, who, oh, yes, ma'am. Um, so my question goes along with what you were saying to her to forgive her biological father. I've never met my biological father. I, I don't know where he is. All I know is that he was 17 when my mom got pregnant and she was 29. Wow. And when he found out that my mom was pregnant, apparently his mother had just lost her, hus- her husband, so his father, and she sort of took him away, and he obviously wanted nothing to do with a 29-year-old woman pregnant. Yeah. He was a child. Right. So I've, I've never looked for him. He's probably somewhere in Colombia if he's still alive. But I... You were the one that told me that I needed to forgive him as well. Because I forgave my mother. Yes. I've done it twice already. <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, after I did it once, I realized that it didn't work because I still got mad at her and angry. So but I did it a time, second though, time. If she made you mad, it's not her or Satan. You believe it into a lie. Uh, she may, may or may not be acting the same way, but you're believing it. And that's why you're feeling it and then you're acting out. But from this day forward, relax in it. Don't go with the feeling at all, and God will take it away from you. Okay. Relax in the pain. Relax right? in the pain. Uh-huh. Okay. And speak up to your mother, but don't hate her. 
and, 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 and don't go with what you think or feel about her. Be honest. Don't let her control you. But she can't help herself. And so Satan is telling you, oh, it did not work. You're still mad. He's lying to you. It's not from God. It's not from you. It's from the devil. Stop believing the lies of Satan. Okay. Doubt every thought. All right? Which I am starting to do now more. Yeah. Um, my, so my question is, if I were to go and look for my father, my biological father, and if I were to find him, which, by the way, I feel that I am... M- much more like him than I am my mother yeah. because I'm so opposite of my mother, even though I act a lot like her. Right. I think I, I just repeat the behavior that I saw her while I was growing up yes. and I just do it. It became my identity. Yeah. So if I were to find my father and he says to me that in fact, he didn't want anything to do with me then. And he still doesn't want anything to do with me now. I can already tell that that would cause a lot of pain in me and a lot of, and that would make me angry too, to have gone out of my way to look for him. And then if I find him, he's like, why are you even looking for me? I don't want anything to do with you. Amazing. (laughs) And what's your question? Well, why would I, why would I do that? Why would I go out of my way if that could be a possibility? Uh, How would you? If I've already forgiven him in my mind. Mark, how would you, Mark, just raise your hand. How would you respond to her, Mark? If what you're uh, seeking to do is to forgive him, what you're seeking to do is to see... Push the curtain all the way back. Yeah, is to you. see ahead, him Mark. and say, look, what you did to me, abandoning me, or whatever it was, is wrong. But I see now that you couldn't help yourself. I see now that you didn't do that to hurt me. If that is your goal then you going to him now, you're not going to get anything from him. You're essentially going to set him free. But it sounds like you're going to get something from him. And if you don't get what you want, then you'll be angry. Yeah. So He's absolutely right. You don't need him to admit it. You don't need him to say, I love you. You don't need him to say no or yes, I wanted to stay. Because you're going there to forgive him. And God will forgive you and give you perfect peace. And so if he said, well, I didn't want you anyway. That's fine. I just want to forgive you for not being there. Uh, I don't love you. That's fine. You don't need his love. You need to love him. You don't need his love. And love is simply not hating him. Because he has to be something has to be going on with him for him to say all that to you. It means that he's lost, too. And so you've never had anyone to love him. So you don't need him at all. So if he does say that, and, and, and don't plan in your head what the outcome is going to be. Say he's lying to you. All this what if is from the devil. It's all lies. So it you really still is. think that I should go look for him and forgive him in person? Yes, if you can. You may want to do it by Skype. Maybe you don't want to go. Wait, Columbia? Mm-hmm. We'll send Esteban over. <laughs> <laughs> Esteban, you're from Columbia, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Esteban. Esteban is going to Colombia in February. His sister getting married. Is he getting married in Colombia? Yeah. Yeah. So he's going. We're going to have to find your daddy. <laughs> Thank you. All right. But if you can, if you just Skype with him, as long as you look at him, you want to face the fears. All right. So I would recommend it, but don't have any expectation at all. Satan is lying to you. He does, your mind doesn't know what's going to happen. Your father may be stone happy to see you. 
After all, he was with an older woman. He couldn't handle her. No. Nobody yeah. can handle my mom. Right. <laughs> so don't believe anything. Always, always wait and, and see. Don't believe what's going to happen when you get there. Wait and see. No matter what you're doing. My other fear is that if I find him and then he realizes that I live here in the States, he's going to want my help. And then I don't want to be caring because then I'm going to want a relationship with him. I'm going to have to now be taking care of my father as well as my mother. So that's my other thing. Like, do I even want to go there? Amazing. <laughs> what would you say to her? The young lady said, right there, see. Me? Uh-huh. I, uh, <laughs> I love her. She's my friend. Um, but I grew up in a... Uh, my parents are still married until my mom passed there. You know, I grew up in a loving family. I've never experienced any of this, so I really don't oh, okay. have a lot of advice. If your father want to come live with you, you can say no. I'm not going to help you. Really, it's, it's your life. You can say no to that. I have family members who try to borrow money, and I just say no. I'm like, you're not going to pay me back. You ain't got no money. <laughs> How a person with no money going to pay you back? Right? And you won't feel guilty or anything because you will be in charge. At least God will be in charge. You will love your father, but you could say no if you want to. So you're not obligated to take care of your father or your mother or anyone. You do it because you want to, not out of guilt. And some, some mothers have children so that they can take care of them when they get older. My son told me, he was mad at me. He's like, when you get old, I'm not going to take care of you. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Why are you thinking that way? I can take care of myself. But that's what he had been trained to think. So you're not obligated. So Satan is lying to you still. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. I was trained to... Take the mic back. I was trained by my mother that I was going to grow up and take care of her. It's like an investment. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they never let you go. Yeah. And they follow you everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they end up in a wheelchair. You got to push them around. Yeah. Who got time for that? But you're not obligated. In all honesty, once you forgive, you're not obligated. We're supposed to honor our parents simply by not hating our parents. Because you don't belong to your parents, you belong to God. You're his daughter, not your father or your mother. You're an adult. That make sense? Yes. So don't worry about any of those things. Satan is lying to you again. And I'm telling you all, when you want to say no, say no. Either you got a pocket roll of money and they see it. Like, <laughs> they said, loan me some money. You pull your money out. No, I'm not going to loan you. Look how much I have. I'm not, don't be afraid. Really. People use weak people. They really do. I was talking to, a, I won't say the name because they live in another country, to a weak man today. And he was so weak, it was pathetic. I'm like, why are you so weak? It just doesn't make sense that you be weak. He was like, oh, I didn't know it. And I know what happened while he went unconscious. And that's it. So for all men and women, boys and girls, the way to overcome fear and weakness too, when you're talking to one another, stay conscious. Don't go unconscious and be grinning and nervous and scared. Stay in the present with God and you will deal with that person properly. You will have no fear. But the problem is the moment you walk up on the person, now you go unconscious and you're all scared to be yourself. You're afraid to be honest. 
you're afraid because you're afraid of this person's reaction or what they will or will not say or do. But stay conscious. I practice staying conscious because that's where God is. And he doesn't want his children to be afraid of anything. And if you don't go unconscious, you cannot have fear. Really. So stay, practice staying aware. I want you guys to be sons and daughters of God, right? So practice being aware while you're talking to one another. Don't go into your head and don't realize what you're saying. Or be afraid or, or shake like jello. Especially with men. Men are really weak when they do that. And they're mostly afraid of women. Women are not the only thing, but they are afraid of women, really afraid of women. Cut it out. We need real men, right, ladies? Yes. yes. Yeah, they're hungry for real, <laughs> real men. Any other questions? Did that help you? It did. Thank uh, you. Okay. Yeah. So I hope you find him. Thank and you. have no expectation whether he's going to say I love you or not or whatever. Just wait and see. And do that with every area of life. When you ride down the road, wait until you get home. Don't figure out what your husband's going to say before you get there. All right, because you set yourself up. Mm-hmm. Jesse, I have another question, but I'll give the mic to someone else. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, this is a completely different subject, but um, I saw your interview with Blair White, that transgender guy that became a, a, a female. With all the makeup on herself? With all the makeup and oh, the long yeah. hair. Yes. And... And she's a Trump supporter. <laughs> and uh, she's a conservative. And she admits that the, the transgenderism is, is a mental disorder. Yes. So she's got no problem saying that. Yes. And when you asked her about her parents and forgiving her in her childhood and all, and all of that, she basically described herself as having an ideal childhood. She doesn't have any anger for her parents, yet she still or he still um, is dealing with this mental issue yes. disorder so yes. how do you explain that then if she she did not inherit that anger from her parents then why is she acting this way and why you is she tell them the truth about it but don't force it on them say no you do resent because why would a, a man want to be a woman if he didn't resent his mother because he's been told by the world there's something else other than whether you're born that way or blah 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 right and so you just tell them the truth and then Leave it alone. So you didn't believe her, basically. You're saying no. when she told you that her childhood was perfect right. and her parents, you did not believe no. that that was true. Because a man is not going to dress up in a dress and put all that makeup on and be all woman-like if he had not been traumatized already. But you can't force it because some people are not ready for the truth right now. So we just become an example, show them love by not hating, mm-hmm. and tell them the truth, but don't, don't have an opinion about it. And somewhere down the road, he may wake up and see it. Mm. Yeah, because you were like one of those Christians that tried to force the Bible on him. Mm. I was just wondering him. if someone that basically had a perfect childhood could still have that. No. Okay. Perfect parents raise perfect children. Imperfect parents raise imperfect children. You cannot be perfect and raise imperfect children or have an imperfect life. It doesn't match. That makes sense? Yes. So when they tell you my parents are perfect, either they don't know or they're lying or they're afraid. Mm. They're just not ready yet. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Let me ask the young man next to you a question. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is your first time here? Uh, yeah. And what's your name? Shane. Shane? Yep. How did you find us, Shane? Uh, I was dragged here by my mom. Your mother dragged you? <laughs> Beta! Where's your mother? 
Oh, this one, sir? Wow. He said, that one. <laughs> and have you forgiven your mother? Uh, for what? For whatever she did wrong to you in your life. Uh, no. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. You have not forgiven her? Well, I don't hold anything against her. How do you know? I don't know. Was she perfect while you were growing up? No. What did she do wrong, to, in your opinion? Uh, I don't know. Just kid stuff. I don't know. She what? I don't know. Uh, she's just a mom. I don't know. What does that mean, this is a mom? She did what thought she thought she was right. And what was that? Raise me. And how did she raise you and she thought it was right? I don't know. With manners, I guess. You have manners? I hope so. Why do you think you have manners? Because my mom raised me with manners. You have your mother's manners? Uh, I have my own. And where did you get your own from? I guess my mom. So you have your mother's manners? Well, I have my own beliefs on her manners, but I mean... What do you think about her manners? Uh, they work, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You're not sure if they work? Uh, I guess. So you don't, you don't have any real answers? No. And, and why not? I don't know. How old are you? Uh, 26. Your mother wants you to have some real answers. That's why she brought you. Probably. Do you live with your mother? Yeah. Bea! <laughs> why are you living with your mother, man? Hey, not by Why is that? Uh, yeah, situation. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. What? <laughs> uh, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I, I mean... <laughs> So you don't know why, you know you live with your mother because of the situation, but you don't know what the situation is. Well, I do. What, uh, you just can't tell me right now in front of everybody? Oh, I mean, I don't care. I mean, What's the situation? Uh, I drink too much. You alcoholic? Uh, not anymore, but... When did you stop drinking? <coughs> can't remember. A long time ago? Yeah. Years ago? Uh, no, probably this year. You probably you stopped drinking. Hold on, Mega. You stopped drinking probably this year. I think so. You were so drunk you don't remember. No, it was forcefully. What was forcefully? I, well, it wasn't my decision to stop. Oh, it wasn't your decision to stop drinking. No. Who decision was it? My mom. Why? So why did you let your mother make you stop drinking? I, I honestly don't know. You want some alcohol? Sure. What do you drink? Uh, anything. Anything. Yeah, let's put it in the Bring out the vodka. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to be drinking, right? Why do you... So you drink because... I mean, you stop because of your mother. Why did you start? It's fun. It was fun to drink? Yeah. And what's fun about being an alcoholic? Mm, I don't know. So why do you want to stay an alcoholic? Because I enjoy it. And what's fun about it? Carelessness, I guess. So while you're drunk, you can be careless? Yeah. And what is carelessness? What do you do when you're drunk? I don't know. Hang out with friends. I don't know. You hang out with other drunk friends? Sometimes. Those are not your friends. Those are alcoholics. Well. And so why don't you let him go so he can become a drunk again and be out in the streets? Where's the other mic, Joel? Uh, no. Uh, no, I want you to hold on to it, but I have some more questions.
you don't you you don't want him to die. Yeah. So if you let him go, he may go out and die. He was close to it. He was close to death. In what way? He'd been drinking so much, his body was shutting down. Amazing. Was he living with you as an alcoholic? His father. He was living with his father. And who are you that you should keep someone alive? Mom. So you, so is mom like a god or something? Nope. Well, who are you as a mother that you should keep him alive? Who am I? I the person that loves him the most. You love him the most? If you loved him, you'd let him go. And let him die or live. It'll be up to him. He's 27 years old. He's 29 years old. He's 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beta! Even more so. <laughs> uh, because, God forbid, if something happened to you, he's going to go die anyway. So you might as well let him die now so you can put some insurance on him and, and live wealthy. <laughs> You can get some of your money back for <laughs> You made a horrible mistake by playing God with him. He has to care about his own life and what is right. And he may need to suffer before he cry out to God and overcome. And you're stopping that from happening. What do you think about that? I know I can't I know I can't fix him, but I can't let him die. But he's going to die anyway. You can't stop it. He wants some more alcohol now. He probably got some at home under the bed, right? I wish. See? (laughs) (laughs) So you're not helping him. You're hurting him. What would happen if he dies? What would happen to you? I don't even know. You're going to be happy. You're going to be like, wow, he's dead. I ain't got to worry no more. It's hard. What? I've had too much death lately. I, I can't, I can't you, live. Oh, you've life. died before? Huh? You've died before, you say? No, I said I've had too much death in my life. With. Does that mean you've died yes. before? Have I died before? Uh-huh. I'm sure I have. How you had too much death in your life? I just lost my mom. I lost my baby sister. But they died. You didn't die. I know, but... But you haven't had any death in your life. That's an illusion. Those people died. I remember one year, my father died. And then one of my brothers died at the end of the year. And the beginning of the next year, another brother died. But I'm like, why are they all dying? And I realized they didn't take care of themselves. And what my life, I wasn't dying. You're not dying. You're dying because you're trying to keep him alive and he's killing you. Huh? Pretty much. Yeah. I don't understand why he doesn't care about himself. Because he hates you. He hates all women. And that hatred has him running. And that's why he's an alcoholic. He's not ready to overcome that yet. Why do you think he hates you? You said probably. Why do you think? What did you do wrong? I make him follow rules. His father never, his father doesn't make him follow rules, and I make him follow rules, and I, I make him take a shower, and make him, you know, be presentable when we go out in public. I, you I, are so I make wrong. Him accountable. You, he's not accountable. You can't make someone be accountable. I know. So let him go. If you love him, is that right? 
What's your first name? Shane. Shane, is that right? Yes, sir. She should let you go, right? Uh, I don't know. Sure. Hey, what? <laughs> what would you do, Shane, if she let you go? I don't know. If she said, you got to go, Shane. I'm not taking care of you anymore. You go out there and you sink or swim. You figure it out, right? See? That's right. You're absolutely right. He hates you because you're making him stay there. I'm not making him stay there. I'm trying to get him healthy. He's in a very bad place. He doesn't remember a month ago. He doesn't remember the emergency room visits that I took him to. He doesn't remember. And your point? I'm not patient. I'm not, I'm not, I'm terrible. I'm not patient, they'll tell you. <laughs> no, he hates you. And by keeping him, he hates you even more so. Ladies, this is for ladies only. Men hate women who try to change them. Whether you're the mother, the girlfriend, or the wife that cheated with them, or, or the mother that had babies out of wedlock for them. Men hate women that try to change them. So you're making him worse rather than better. And he's not going to get better as long as you play God with him. I don't want to change him. I just want him to be healthy and happy. That's not your choice. Then if you do, pray for him, wish him well, and let God have him. Have you noticed that God will let you live on skid row? And he'll let you stay there, be an alcoholic, a drug addict, a sex addict, until you're fed up and say, hey, I'm wrong. I'm wrong about being this. I'm, I'm wrong for hating. I'm wrong for whatever. Then life will change. You're in the way of that. Who is responsible for you? So you're a grown woman, right? Yeah. And he's a 29-year-old grown man. Why do you think you need to be responsible for him? Because he wasn't, he wasn't owning up to his own problems. Well, he's never going to own up now. You're the welfare What's going to make him own up now? He's not suffering the way he would on his own. What do you think about that, friend? You're her friend, right? What do you think about that? Um, well, I think that um, I understand what she means by, you know, you don't want to let someone die because I didn't want to let my husband die. It's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. So and why it, take on that kind of responsibility for exactly. life and death? Yeah, it's not her responsibility because he's an independent adult. Well, he's not independent. He's an adult, well, but he's, he's not adult, very independent. And he should be independent. Yeah. And will he ever become independent living with his mother? No. Have you told her that? I think I did the other day in the car Yeah. when I told her about this place. Uh, what do you say to her? Last comment on this. Say so, so what? Um, you don't want to tell your sister the right thing? I don't, I don't know what to say. You don't know what to say? You've done the same thing? Uh, you did the same thing? Well, no wonder. Uh, don't you feel for her, though, that she's killing herself trying to save him? <laughs> you do feel for her. Uh, yeah, what do you say about it? Um, my mother is going through the same agony and with my little sister, and I see how that's like eats her alive. Yeah. Um, you know, my <coughs> mom has done 
paid so much money and invested so much on my little sister to keep her out from jail. And she just doesn't learn. And, you know, she keeps making mistake after mistake. And when you talk to my little sister, she's so entitled and has all this anger towards my mother. Because her mother's the welfare. And exactly. And she and just you absolutely are too. She hates her. Out of jail. Well, you know, I, I'm not anymore. I I said it like you're on your own and I did tell her that. You something happens to you, I I'm not keeping you out. I'm I'm not whatever my yeah. mom tells me, I'm just you not that, right? you have to learn. Yes. And um, and I told my mother that, and actually I've been talking to my mom. My mom has started to cut my little sister off. My little sister is going crazy and wild. But her hatred towards my mom, it's so immense. She can't even see anything past anything. And she's like, well, I do this because then that gets my mom's attention. And I'm like, no, you're hurting yourself because you want to. She can't help it, though. Her mother trained her to be that. You know, and and so what I'm saying to you is you're not doing him a favor. And it's you're only hurting yourself. And and, and it's hard because I see it in my own family with my mother. And it even took me a while to understand because I was the one always flying to New Orleans, trying to get my sister out from jail going to court and, and doing all this stuff. I saw my mother lost half her inheritance, just pain. My sister almost killed someone. The kid was in a coma out of a joke. And, you know, and they, they do all this stuff. And, and it's just like my mom kept feeding on her, and she just wasn't learning. She wasn't getting anything out of it. Yeah. And finally, right now, she's, she's on her own. She's panicking. She doesn't know what to do. But it's just something she just has to learn. She has to learn on her own. That's the only no, way she's going to learn. No, no, can help her. We've done, we, did, we thought we were doing something to help her, but we actually were not. She only kept getting worse. But is she only being bad? He's having medical issues and memory issues and a lot of other things. So is he having those memory issues and getting worse because uh, being an alcoholic and not being responsible for himself? I don't know yet. We're I'm waiting. We're waiting on doctor's appointments right now. Uh, so were you mental before you moved with your mother? Mental. You have mental issues. Uh, I, I guess. Like what? For example, Shane. What type of mental issue you you guess you have? Yeah, he's on the mic. Speaking to the mic, Shane. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, why your mother think you have mental issues? Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the fact that she think that? That's her opinion. Why do you think he have mental issues? He doesn't remember three days ago. Because he's an alcoholic. Alcoholic don't remember a day ago, an hour ago. But he hasn't drank in five months. He got to get his brains back. I hope that's possible. It is if you leave him alone. Shane, do you wish your mother would let you go? That's her decision. I don't... What do you wish? I don't know. Would you rather stay with your mother or be on your own? Probably be on my own. You'd rather be on your own? I guess. Yes or no to it? Uh, yeah. You'd rather be on your own? Yeah. What do you think about that? I would love that. He hasn't had a job in five years. He'll get one. Or you eat from the trash can. He has some good food in the trash can. <laughs> That's in the, in the United States. 
Um, do what you think you want to do, but my best advice, if you want your son to get well, to be an independent man, to be a human, you got to apologize for what you've done to him and let him go. But be ready. If he should die, he just die. If he lives, he'll live. But you got to let he's not going to make it living with you. It's not going to happen. And then if you die, he'll find another woman to live with and she'll become his mother. And there's nothing worse than women trying to take care of other men and adults. Children, boys, uh, women, or men or women. Women are not God. And what you do, you kill the very person you're trying to help. I don't want I don't want to do anything but get him well. Then so let him go. Can be that then pray for him. Ask God to let his will be done. Let him go. Let him suffer. And wish him well. He's not going to get better. I'm, I'm dealing with a 68 or 69 year old man right now, still living with his mother. And he, he got sick. He can't make it now because he hated her so much. And he's been hating her for years, but he couldn't move because she make him stay there. She figured out ways to make him stay. Oh, I don't know. It caused me more grief. I've been on my own since his father and I split. We didn't let him go. He's a grown 29 year old. But think about it. Are you doing the silent prayer? Your friend said no, and you said yes. <laughs> Her friend went, and she went. Am I, are you being, so, am I praying or not? Yeah, are you doing the silent prayer? What's the difference between praying and silent prayer? When you do my silent prayer, you be still and know God. And when you do the word in prayer, you're talking about God. Uh, I say my prayers at night. Do know. both of them. Do the silent prayer too. Your friend will teach it to you. Show it to you. Silentprayer.video. Because you need some help. You got to let, let shame go. And you clearly are not ready for that. Do you feel guilty about shame? Possibly. Well, why? Why do you feel guilty? Because when his father and I split, it was very ugly. And he got shuffled around a lot. And I feel like I damaged him. Well, just apologize for it and then let God's will be done. And let him know he needs to drop his anger for that. It is hard on kids when that stuff happens. But you couldn't help yourself at the time. So apologize and let him go. And let the guilt go too because your guilt is causing you to kill him. Am I right about that? Let him have the mic so you can hear him. Right in front of you in the blue shirt. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, we had a stove in the house. And my mom always corralled me away from it. Always. So I was very curious about that stove. And one day my grandfather was around and he saw me looking at that stove. He said, you want to touch that stove? And I said, yeah. He said, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never did that again. That's right. I remember once, I've told this story before, we had this big oak tree in the yard, our front yard down in Alabama when I was growing up. And I used to, as a kid, I used to always climb that tree. And my grandmother said, boy, you better stay out of that tree. You're going to fall out and break your head. And I'm like, no. I, I didn't listen to her. And one day I climbed all the way up and fell out of the tree on all these roots and everything. And I started crying. She's like, don't be crying to me. I tried to tell you. <laughs> I never climbed that tree again. You got to let, let them feel the pain. You apologize for your mistakes. 
all people make mistakes in race because they're in a fallen state. And then let him go and let him figure his way out. God will help him if he want God. And not you. Women, stop this. Oh. Um, what's wrong with, and then I come to James real fast and we'll start winding down. What's wrong with women? They feel they need to save people. So in women in general, and probably also in this case, it is they take on a caregiver role. Like welfare? Yes. So it's very similar. So as a caregiver, caregiver, once you identify yourself as that, and if she does let him go do his own thing, now she, that's not part of her identity. And a lot of them, when they they have that identity, it's more about them than it is who they're helping, but they can't see that because it's a part of their identity. So one thing that could help is try to figure out, again, look within yourself who you are, and just let go of that part of your identity. It's not about your son, it's about you. You feel good, you feel holy, you feel right for doing this. You're not thinking of him at all. Right, so let him go back. That's fine. He said he doesn't want to be with you. He want to leave. He wish you let him go. Are you going to keep him there against his will? No. Are you going to let him go? If he wants to, I told him. I, I told him he can leave. Shane, get out of there. Okay. And suffer and die. Okay. <laughs> Either you make it or you die. That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And if we can help you, counsel with you, or help you in any way. Let us know. We help find jobs and all that kind of stuff. But you gotta start fighting for your life. Okay. You have a girlfriend. Nope. You had one. Yep. What happened to her? Uh, broke up. She left you. Yep. Uh, because of what? Uh, Beta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forgive your mother so that you won't end up with a woman like that. Your mother did the best she can do. She feels guilty now, which is wrong. And that's why she's holding on to you. But think about that, okay? And when you do it, make sure you see it, not because I said it, but because you see it as the right thing to do, and everything will be well. All right? You hear me? All right. Okay. Yes, James? I have three questions from the live chat. Jeremiah, you going to yell at me for being late again? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be yelling at me. Why are you go over? <laughs> yes, James? Is there a difference in you in the 29th year after dropping your anger? Are you spiritually stronger? That's a really good question. Um, oh, I can tell what the difference in me than 29 years ago. I am me. I am totally me. I'm not my mother. I'm not my father. I'm not my cousin. I'm not the women that were in my life. I'm me. And being me, I can tell that Christ is with me. That's how you can know. If you want to know if God and or Christ is with you, you got to be you. You can't have all these different personalities and emotion and stuff like that. Once you become you, I'm surprised too, I become me. I am totally me. And I just love being me. It feels right to be me because I don't have all this conflict going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you let that anger go and do the prayer and watch yourself, you will become you. And you will see that Christ is with you. Because you are you. And everybody who has anger, you're not yourself. You're whomever caused you to become angry. Or whatever caused you. You're not yourself. So that's what will happen. 
You be, Christ will be with you and you you return to yourself. The person that you were when you were a child before you were traumatized. Yes, James. Um, Dana is asking, can, are you saying, are you really saying that you're not going to die physically? I'm living forever. <laughs> yeah, Dana, I'm living forever. We'll talk about this another time, but we were not created to die. But if someone tell you that when you're first born, you're going to die. Uncle Joe died. <laughs> Uncle Harry died. And you start thinking that way, you will die. So is a man thinking, so as he is. So if you're expecting to die, you will die. And so you eat wrong, you sex wrong, you be angry wrong, you do everything wrong. So you're going to die anyway, you might well die happy. So no, we were not created to die. I have a good friend of mine, I won't say her name. She's, uh, she has a disease, a palsy disease or something like that. Cerebral palsy, yeah. And I, when it first started coming, I told her, see this differently. Make sure you be independent. Make sure you don't, make sure you move about. Make sure you have a good attitude about it. And she wouldn't listen. And now she's gotten worse rather than getting better. So as a man thinking, so as he is. I saw James Brown on TV. Everybody know who James Brown was? Papa got a brand new bag. I'm black and I'm proud. Well, in his young days, he had faith that he was going to do what he did. And he would say, no, no, no. When they were trying to make him doubt, he was like, no, no, no. The Bible said you're supposed to be this way. I'm going to be it. It's going to happen. It's really how you think. I'm telling you. Doubt every thought and get rid of and all these lies that you've been told in life. Everybody's been lying to you. Amazing. You love your girlfriend? That line? Yeah. I saw you kiss. You just kiss yeah. your girlfriend. What made you kiss her? Is that not appropriate for church? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I just wonder why. Are you going to live forever or something? So you're saying we don't have to die at right. all? Right. But what about of old age? You don't have to die. <laughs> Is there anybody who hasn't died? Yeah, some people he took back up with him, but... Uh, oh, I see. You're saying we only die on earth. No, you don't have to die from earth. But we'll get into that another day. Oh, okay. But I do want to talk about that. So you felt love for your girlfriend and you reached over and kissed her? Yeah. That's nice. Oh, down on in love. <laughs> and that's a miracle. <laughs> Y'all just don't know. Isn't that right, James? Huh? Yeah. For a to be in love? Y'all ain't got to worry. That's a miracle. He even take her home to mama. Now yeah. you know that's love. Right? Did Jeez. you know Dalon love you so much? Yeah. Yes. Uh, see there. You are very fortunate. I, do. I feel very grateful. Yeah. Uh, he does not love nobody. <laughs> I know. I read his book. <laughs> uh, I'm glad for you guys, though. But no sex. Oh. <laughs> I'll make one more, James, and then I got to ask this question, then we will wind it up. Super chat from Triggerfinger. Yes. Can we criticize God? There's nothing to criticize them about. Anyone who criticizes God don't know God. 
you're not his son or daughter. So that's why you would be criticizing. God is all love all the time. He's light. He's life. He's everything. How can you criticize that? Now, all the people who criticize have been set apart from him. And they're blaming him. But that's a very good question. So this is your father here for the first time, right? Right here. You get one to the father. So... <laughs> what's your first name? I'm Pat. And Pat, what's your son's name? Joshua. Joshua, how do you feel about your father? I love my father. You you love him? You forgave him? Yeah. Did you tell him that? Yeah. And what did he say? He said he can't forgive me, though. <laughs> <laughs> he can't forgive you? No, it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, yeah, no, we, we've walked that bridge. Yeah. And were you surprised when he came to you to forgive you? A little bit, yeah, I guess. And why? Oh, I, I thought it'd be a lot sooner. A lot sooner? Yeah, but we have to grow. Did you Next apologize time. to him for being weak while you were growing up? I believe so. Did he, Joshua? Yeah. I, I probably apologized quite a few times. Are you Are you, you still with his mother? No. Uh, you have another woman? No. You're by yourself now? Yeah. Are you afraid of women? Sometimes. Ooh, beta. You knew your father was afraid of women? Yeah. And why are you afraid of women sometimes? I don't know. You don't know? Tell them why, Joshua. Well, his first experience was pretty hellacious. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had Joshua on the radio. It was so nice. Um, are you afraid of women, Josh? No. You're not afraid of women? No. How did you overcome that? Uh, by burning myself on that stove. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help. Uh, I, I have been, yeah. I have, I have a mother that instills fear in most, yeah. 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 Did you forgive your mother? It's a work. It's a so work you have process. not forgiven your mother? Uh, Eleven times, but the twelfth is going to be the real one. Yeah. Don't marry him. Oh, you already married him, right? Oh, you got married yet? She's going to become your mother. Over my dead body. <laughs> but you're not going to be able to help it. I know. You'll find that she's going to treat you like a baby. You're going to start acting like a baby. You're not going to be honest with your wife. You're not going to tell her the truth. There's going to be times when you want to speak up to her. You won't be able to. All kind of stuff. You're not going to happen until you forgive your mother so you can overcome your mother's identity. And then you will never need a mother again. And your wife will be your wife and not your mother. I know. But why don't you go forgive her? Right now, it's just the scheduling. I wanted to do it before the end of the year, but we have so many things. But it's very, very soon coming. Oh, okay. You going to her? Does she live in another state? No, she lives close enough. I'm going. She lives close to you? Well, a couple hours, but yeah. Go forgive your mother, man. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Mm -mm. Isn't that right? Have you told him to go forgive his mother? She said yes. I flew out from New Zealand to say, give peace to my mother. You can do it, dude. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. I really urge you to do it, man. Do you recommend he forgive his mother? Pat. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but I can understand just the timing. Uh, he's working up to it. There's a lot to overcome. You can't work up to it. You can't overcome. You have to forgive and then God will take it away. That's all the way it works. You can't work up to it, folks. It's a spirit. 
and it made a home in you. You got to go and do it. You're going to be shaking in your boots and afraid, but realize she can help herself. And it's the last time you ever have to shake in your boots. And, and for you to overcome being afraid of women, you need to forgive your mother. And then you have no more fear of women. That makes sense? Yeah. I'll see her today. You see your mother? Yeah. Wow. Will you forgive her today? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you do it. And then you never have that again. And you, you can treat women the, way, the right way. All right? And you won't be afraid. I'm glad you came, Pat. Any questions for me? No, this is great. I want to stay longer, but I guess you got to go pretty soon. Yeah, because Jeremiah, my guy, sort of beat me up if I stay. <laughs> He's a young guy. He want to get out and play with his friends. Uh, <laughs> any question? No question, Pat? I'm glad you came. Make sure you do my silent prayer, and make sure you come back. We have men's meeting on the first Thursday of the month, and ladies' meeting on the third Thursday. We start up in January. We start all over again. And we're here every Sunday, so feel free to come. Okay. All right. Give it right to the young man behind you. I have one quick question. No, right behind Pat. Yeah, right there. Uh, are you becoming a man now? Yeah. Your girlfriend don't have to take care of you anymore? No, I tried to keep her away, but she's very persistent. She's persistent on taking mm-hmm. care of you? Yeah. And you let her do it? No, I. Uh, whenever I catch it, I... You know, tell her not to. But I don't think she understands. She still tries to do it anyway? Yeah. Is that true? I don't think he's really told me that. Oh, he's never told you stop taking care of me? No. So he lied? I, I would love to. He's very messy. He's very messy? Yeah, he can keep his mess. Oh. I told her not to touch my room. She, I come back and I can't find nothing. She cleaned it up. <laughs> tell her not to touch it. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, he tells me not to, but, but uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm going to do, like, some laundry, so I go and I fix stuff up. You were just giving but, this lady all the right advice, <laughs> and you but, don't even take it yourself. But, yeah, no, if he wants to do his own, by all means, he can do it. He's I, I really you don't mind. You still do it. Well, he didn't really say, like, oh, you know, I really, like, he, he didn't make it clear, but by all means, I what, don't mind what it. What did he say? Oh, he just said, you know, don't don't pick up or. And what do you need for him to say then to make it clear? I guess I just needed him to say, you know what? From now on, I'm gonna do my own. When he said, "Don't do my stuff, don't pick up after me," I'm fine. You still pick up. So he didn't say it the right way, huh? I, I guess I just didn't understand it that way. No, but, you yeah. understood. You're a lawyer. <laughs> no, but I, I, <laughs> I actually I would love not to pick up his mess. So yeah. If that's what he wants, I'm absolutely fine with that. Let me just say She's this, and I'm, I'm really going to No, it's not threatening. Look, it's- I highly re- do what you want, of course, and you still be my friends. I highly recommend you guys separate in that you should live in different places for a year, no sex, stop being his mama, and let him grow up. Otherwise, you're never going to be happy with him because eventually he's going to hate you for being his mama. He really will. He already hated his mother. And you just have another mother. And you need to stop lying to yourself and pretending. Satan got you going. You need to do it. Stop living with him and stop taking care of him. And if he end up on skid row, let him in on skid row. I'm good. Huh? I'm not going to end up on skid row. If he end up on Sunset Boulevard, let him in on Sunset. <laughs> do you understand that? 
Yeah. It, it's not like that, though, Jesse. It's not like she takes care of me. If she clean it for you, she's taking care of you. She she's OCD. I mean, she she'll take a brush to the living room floor, and she'll she'll lose. She'll spend two days if she needs to on the floor. How you feel about that? Whatever. Whatever. The house is clean. <laughs> but I I think I it's think it's a problem. It's not gonna work. I you gotta get problem. married. Gonna be hell to pay. Because you don't know each other yet. You know, you're not you, and she's not herself. Okay. We're working on it. We're working on it. No, you're not. It. You're not going to work on it. Who disagree about, about this? They are not going to work on it as long as they live together. No, we're working on not living together. How are you working on it? Saving money so we can... That ain't going to never happen. You want me to throw her out on the street? Where do y'all need to go? But all you're doing is making excuses. She's a lawyer. She's doing better than you. She's tricking you. I think she's tricking herself. In what way? By somehow not finding employment. By not finding employment? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's I don't know how that happens, but I don't know how she's tricking her. I think, I don't know. Okay, we well, just suffer and die. Last question. Did you want to respond to that? Okay, you had your hand for me. Yeah. Uh, that even when people tell you what they want, like uh, don't pick up my stuff or uh, you know let me live my own life, the other person will say, well, if they want that, even though they just said they want that, but yeah. we tell ourselves, well, if they want it, and they, neither one is. It's like both people are trying to take the hand off the stove. Don't touch yeah. it. You don't touch it. You don't touch it. And no one learns a lesson. You're so right. And women are so clever that they'll say, oh, don't. All right, I won't do it. And then as soon as you leave the house, he does it. I told you not to touch my stuff. Oh, you didn't really mean it. <laughs> and the man like, okay, fine. But you got to change, folks. Uh, any questions for me or comment in closing? Anybody? Any questions? You come a long way. You have any questions or comments? New Zealand. Okay. How about from England? Any questions or comment? I do have one question. It's not Steve me. I always want to find out what was your thoughts about, I'm going to say, Michael Jackson, only because I was such a big fan and I always wanted to think, what did you think about him as such a character? Like, I, I did really, you ever think he was, God was with him or just what was, just what, what was your thoughts? And I just question. had to ask you because I, I like Michael Jackson's music. I, I went like to his, his court talents, case. I went to his court But case. Michael had a lot of problems and I believe they came from his mother. Oh. His mother's a Jehovah Witness. And, and very controlling, and but they pretend that it's the father that's the problem because the father apparently was a little tough on them growing up to make them become musicians. He made them work and do whatever they need to do rehearsal, and the mother didn't like that at the time. And as soon as they started doing well, all of a sudden the mother become the hero, and the dad become the bad person. So I think Michael never overcame his mother. And that's why he did. But he had great talent. I like his talent. Very smart guy. Yeah. And I can see now that the other kids are suffering too, the same spirit. And the mother walking around like she's all that. And, and that's Satan walking around. Satan's daughter. Same, I feel the same way with Wendy Houston's mother too. Wendy uh, hated her mother when she was younger because her mother tried to control her. She started using drugs and things like that. And her mother was very pushy and dominating. But you don't hear a lot about that. 
They blame it on the father and everyone else. What do you think about that? I, I don't know. I just always felt that he um, he had a lot of issues. And yeah. I think there was one quote he gave, and it just always stayed with me. He said, he's, when he died, his um, hair, hairdresser said, he cri- when he was going to court, his hairdresser said that he collapsed on his bedroom floor saying, you know, I gave the world everything, like my soul, and this is how they repay me. And it just kind of stayed with me because I always felt, yeah. well, why, why did you feel like that? You know, yeah. it's such a, it just, I don't know, it just stayed, that quote just stayed with me. For I personally long. believe that Michael Jackson's mother was his worst problem. You agree? Yeah. I think that's probably, I had wanted to counsel with him to tell him to forgive, but it didn't come about. But that was his personal problem. And those other boys had the same problem. They talked like little women. Hi, my name is Tito. <laughs> Nobody talked like that. I'm Janice. They scared to let it out. And I know how that feels. <laughs> uh, so my biblical question for this week is, uh, and uh, my godson said, make sure you ask the question, but don't start up another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you always ask the question at the end, and then you start a conversation, and we end up going over. So I'm going to ask the question. If you know a person's history, does that mean you know their future? Isn't that a good question? I, I heard that from Dr. Phil. He was counseling with this couple. And he was on the man. He said, I'm a, Dr. Field said, I'm a man of history. And I know history. And history tells me you're going to do it again, right? And I'm like, Dr. Field need to be fired. <laughs> he turned it into a biblical question. So we're going to have that up next week. And then the other one that we have for this week, what is your comfort zone? Did anybody find out what the comfort zone is? I'm not starting a conversation. Oh, you did? Real fast. What's your comfort zone? Uh, that um, oh. I'm comfortable with uh, not. <clears throat> well, my comfort zone, uh, one of them is when I go to the gym, I don't push myself to do uh, extra work. I keep myself just until, just before the point of fatigue. Did you leave that guy? Uh, no. Comfort zone. My comfort zone is my home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a sad. Yeah. Your comfort zone. Um, Jesse, looking at the way you ask questions, the obvious one is not always the answer. And last week when you asked the question, I made a commitment. My comfort zone is dealing with any adversity, taking on challenges, because that's going to keep me going. And right now you have a problem doing that. No, well, I've had in the past, but I realize if you don't deal with stuff that comes and, and, and tackle the challenges... Then you then you die or just stagnate. That's right. Why you know this young lady that's sitting next to your wife? Yes. Oh, you know her. Well, help her out, man. After today, sure. I, I, you Both gave her some are. good guidance. Yeah, you are. Tell her how to pray and so she can see the right thing to do. Absolutely, yeah, buddy. Are you mad at your wife today? No, no. Is she mad at you? No. Oh, uh, you're just not sitting together. No, 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 no. I just wanted them to have some space there. Right on. Okay. <clears throat> All right. What's your comfort zone? Uh, me? Uh-huh. Uh, my comfort zone, I think, is um, is uh, similar to Casas's and, and not taking on challenges and, and uh, being fearful and just staying in the same place all the time. Yeah. Are you uh, oh, are you going to overcome that? 
Yes, I am. What's your compass on, Patrick? I ended up having to go to court, and the first time I went to court, I just took a deal and settled it. And then, you know, after I got my license, after I paid the fine and all that, I looked on my license on the profile that everybody's going to see, and I saw this. And then the second time, and it was, it, and had I had I not been afraid, I think it would have went away. But another client did the same exact thing, and I just said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be scared. And yeah. and right now. I'm waiting for the decision, and I have a feeling it's going to turn out in my favor. So it's amazing. Not being afraid. What's your comfort zone? You it, your is marijuana? Marijuana. Yeah. That would be a comfort zone. You have some on you now? In the car. Okay, we'll smoke it right after the meeting. <laughs> I'm going to get in your comfort zone with you. <laughs> I got to go to work, Jesse. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would happen if you didn't smoke? Not the end of the world. How do you know? I just don't like where it goes when I'm not smoking. Where does it go? Where does what goes? I start not liking traffic and people and fat people and fast food and everything. I mean, you need to feel that. I need to feel that. Yeah, come out of the comfort zone. Don't run away from it. Run to it. All right? Make sure you do the prayer. Forrest, what's your comfort zone? Amazing. See what happens? You get old in a comfort zone. What's your comfort zone, new guy? I don't have a comfort zone. You don't have one? No. How did you overcome it? Um, forgiveness. Oh, okay. Dalla, what's your comfort zone? And then your girlfriend. You know, when you keep saying that, I just think of the Vanessa Williams song, Welcome to the Comfort Zone. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> but uh, I would say... <laughs> Uh, I would say pop music, as you just saw right there. What's your comfort zone next to that line? Um, I really like doing, like, skin care. Like, I'm really into skin masks. I don't know. It's, like, you, my thing. Oh, you like doing that? Mm-hmm. That's a comfort zone for you? It is my comfort zone. What's your comfort zone? Yes. And what did you tell me? See, I don't remember. <laughs> um, my comfort zone is actually being distant, so I don't have to engage people. Are you going to change that? Yes, That's because I have one. a fear of intimacy with people. I don't want them to get in there, you know? Well, so, yeah. I, I hope you start working on that right away. Rather I plan than to. away from that, run to that. It's very scary, but yes, I am taking your advice. It, it's time. Yeah. Oh, good. That's a very good one. Some people come as only speaking up. They're afraid to speak up. Some people come as only they're afraid to move to a different location or change a, a job or or accept what is. You know, they're scared to do the right thing. But I, and I ask that so you can know for yourself what are you afraid of? Why am I staying in this position? You find you make that a comfort zone and you won't grow at all because you only grow when you face things, not when you run away from them. All right? What's yours? 
Oh, wait for yeah, my my, my uh, comfort zone similar to hers, and the reason why is because I'm afraid what, of what was hers. Uh, she's afraid of letting people get in. Oh, okay, and, and what's yours? Same, because. And the reason why is because I'm afraid of people having the possibility of being able to pull my strings. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, you got to face that too. All right. Go to it, relax, and be yourself, and you get past it. You really will. All right. This has been so much fun. Wasn't this fun? Yeah. All right. Anybody disagree with anything you heard today? No disagreement. You disagree with something? Yeah. What's that? I disagree with the uh, situation of the transgender thing that the lady brought up over there. So what now? The transgender thing you were talking about, it's a anger at the mother. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I try not to judge whether transgender or not. I don't, I don't try to get into that. But I do, I do know that some science has said, for example, um, uh, certain animals, amphibians in particular, like frogs, their sex will change when there's a, a, a chemical introduced into their environment that's an unnatural chemical, fertilizer. Right. All of a sudden, male frogs turn into female frogs. So I think there could be an environmental uh, influence. No, scientists had no idea what they're talking about. Okay. Not all, but most. Are you, are you transgender? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you dated a transgender? No. Would you date a transgender? No, but one is a good friend of mine. She's in my movie and my... Well, no my wonder. P- yeah. But listen, all transgender, transgenderality, I guess that's a word, comes from hate. You become like what you hate. And these men who are trying to change over to women, they hate their, their mother and they feel that, they think like her and they feel that way. They think it's real and it's not. They can overcome that by forgiving. And it's the same way with lesbians. They hate their mothers and they hate men. But all they need to do is forgive. There's nothing in life that you cannot overcome. There's nothing that you cannot overcome. Get to know yourself, drop the anger, and it's over. It really is. You believe me? Yeah. Yeah. Drop the anger and all will be well. All right. Uh, Make it real short. Man, you have to live with your girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to... Back him up on the science part. You, Pentagon has. Are you a, transgender? N- no, thank God. Thank God I'm not. Have you dated Pe- transgender? No. Are you dating one? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, can, you can Google this. Pentagon during the Iraq war, during Bush years, they had a plan to drop a gay bomb on Iraq. They, a gay bomb? Yeah, they called it gay bomb. They had in it. What it did is it confused. It confused. No, this is real. It's funny. It's gay bomb. Who would think of it? A gay bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the gay the, the gay bomb was like, oh no, don't drop me. <laughs> oh. No, this is real. What it did is it confused the hormone receptors in men. So when they looked at other men, they thought they're looking at women. So they would be attracted to them, and it would create confusion in the Iraqi army. Someone crazy enough in Pentagon wanted to do that. Maybe that came from the chemical stuff confusing the mind. I've never heard that. But let me let you know, until you're born again, you're in a fallen state. And in that fallen state, you act like animals. You're not an animal, but you act like one. 
And you're not going to know this until you wake up and come out of the fallen state. And then you overcome that spiritual trauma. Everything starts to change. All right. So uh, we got to end. But this has been absolute fun. And thank you for the uh, transgender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so much fun. I want to encourage you to get to know yourself. Like I was telling the young lady, watch yourself. See what you think. Let it go. And how you feel, let it go. And God will do the rest. It's going to be amazing. Always keep eye on yourself. Be honest with others, but don't hate others. Speak up, but don't resent. All right? Um, we are, the office is closed this week. We won't open the office until the 2nd of January. But we're going to be back on the radio shows this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then we'll shut down until the following Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for the radio show. So make sure you check that out. And also, don't forget to donate to us. We need your support. So I want you guys and everybody on the line to dig deep. We use every dime we get to put back into the organization. We have to hire some new employees and stuff like that. So we really, we're really busy. If you need counseling, we have counseling service for men and women. The best counseling service on this side of heaven. All right. Uh, during the Christmas season, and we will be here next Sunday. I will be here next Sunday. Uh, make sure you watch yourself. Relax. Uh, you know, spend time with yourself and God. Know thyself. And you don't have to follow the world. You know, you, you're not wrong because you don't act like them and think like them and carry on like they do. All right? They're acting out. It's not real. Especially with the intellect, intellectuals. They are all actors on a stage. And their lives are messed up. The entertainers, the politicians, the media, all of them. They have no answers. The answer is inside of you. So keep it simple. All right. Uh, and again, we have books and T-shirts and stuff online. But don't forget to donate. Go to rebuildingtheman.com. Any other announcement, Ernest? No. No other announcement? Uh, we have some newsletters and Christmas cards out on the front table. Make sure you take a truckload of those because we might not have your address or you might not be getting them in the, in the mail. If we don't have your address, leave your physical address. We put out a newsletter three times a year at no cost. And we put out a Christmas card at the end of the year of all the staff. All right. So real fast, let me introduce the staff because I absolutely appreciate them very, very much. And they're like really nervous now when I said, let me introduce my PR guy. Ermis, come down here for a minute to the front. Ermis, the PR work you see that been going out for the last however many years is because of Ermis. He's an SNPR person. I yell at him sometimes, but he's still good. Thank you, Hermes. Uh, and Dylan, I mean, not Dylan, but uh, what's your name? Esteban. Esteban is my camera guy. He comes and volunteer whatever we need him. And uh, he has his own business now. What's the name of your business? Simple Plumbing. He's a part of our uh, Entrepreneur Academy. Uh, and Jeremiah, come here. And down front, this is my godson. I, I remember when he popped out of his mama's womb. I was right there. And now he's helped out volunteer here and help us our way. <laughs> uh, excellent football player. Francisco. Where's Frankie? Robert, you and Frankie come down real fast. Come, this is Francisco. He's one of our board advisor board, a board member or something. He helped us. 
volunteer and uh, all kind of stuff, whatever we need. And that's Robert. Robert, come down. Robert. Robert sets up here on Sunday morning and all that. Uh, where's Mark? Mark. Mark is amazing. Thank you, Mark. And then Shirley, one of our volunteers. And then we have the amazing producer for the FallenState.tv. All that good stuff you see online on YouTube, Kelly is making that happen. It's amazing. And uh, did I, oh, Dylan, been volunteering with us. He's been doing the intern with us, uh, helping on the Fallen State and then the radio. And starting the second or next year, he's going to be working for us. He'll be an employee. He's smart, hardworking kind of guy. He has no fear. So I appreciate it, Ella. Uh, who else am I living out, Irma? Who? Oh, yeah. The hate report. The hate report. James is a producer. He also has his own show now. He's part of our Entrepreneur Academy. And next year, he got to put someone else as producer because he's starting a full-time show on his own now. He's starting his own business. So uh, someone else is taking his place. And he is an amazing person. Absolutely amazing. He's come a long way in a short time. Where is uh, Joel? Joel. Huh? So what now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Joel's babysitting. <laughs> Bring the baby, Joel. That's Joel. <laughs> Joel has his own business, too. He has a dance studio. And he's going to learn salsa dancing, too, so he started teaching that. <laughs> he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And he also my audio engineer, and Joel changed just like that. As soon as he left his mother's home, he became a real man. Anybody, Joel? Right Taking on his own responsibility, got a new car, got a job, got his own place to live. It's really been amazing. One thing I literally love about Joel, he's like an empty glass. He's always opened up for more information. No matter what he learned, he's empty for other information from God. And I really learned a lot from him. He and I talk sometime in the studio during commercial breaks. And I'm amazed at what comes out of him. And so I want to encourage you to leave your glass empty. With good good or bad, never have a full glass. Leave it empty so God can always show you the way. All right? And uh, don't forget to support us. Did I leave our Ermis, anybody? Uh, I think you got everybody. Yeah. Is Martin here? Oh, Doug's not here. Martin. My computer guy's not here. Martin's not here. Billy will not come out. My audio, my engineer will not come out. No matter what I do, I have to fight him. So Bill is back in the back. And Mary is no longer, Mary was our housekeeper, but she's no longer with us. She left us. So if anybody looking for a job doing housekeeping, uh, it's once a week on a Friday. Joelle's going to start helping out until we find somebody. Uh, if you'd like to work for us doing that, let us know. Call the office or send, let us know. All right, look for a housekeeper. Any any other questions, anybody? All right. Thank you all out there in TV land, and thank all of you so much. And Merry Christmas. I absolutely appreciate all of you.
Thank you. Thank you so much.